Hey, it's Charlie's party. He bell on Daniel. We're here. We're working out, lifting some oh, weights, getting swole. I would have gotten some props to do unit. like weightlifting uh, sounds. Ugh. Uh, ugh. Well, I have my I have my dumbbells in the corner. I could have done that, but no. Oh. I figured you just what's add the gay gay porn <laughs> gay porn sound effects that are a part of this movie. What's what's the sound of sweating like? I've never sweated in a capacity that wasn't just fat man sweat eating ribs during the summer. I've never gotten yeah. I've never gotten a sweat from a workout. Oh, that's the sound of irons being pumped, I think. Um, are you smacking two plastic forks together? <laughs> I'm smacking a uh a fucking What's it called? The retractable, uh, uh, the measuring stick against a, um, whirligigger. <laughs> uh, the, the fidget spinner uh, against, uh, what's the, 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 what do you, uh, measuring tape. Ah, uh, okay. The two metal things I had <laughs> <The> Measuring <to. laughs> stick. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, that's why we're terrible Nailed at it. A, prop comedy, and why we make, uh, terrible... Morning re radio DJs, because spontaneity is not our bag, but... 1977's Pumping Arnold. Yeah. Pumping Arnold. <laughs> You're making... Well, pretty much. You're making jokes Pumping iron. Ward, so maybe that's what... Uh, what got you choosing 1977's documentary? Actually, technically, according to Wikipedia, this is not a documentary, this is a docudrama, because mm. it was just staged enough that you can't mm. really call it a flat-out, like fly-in-the-wall documentary. So what got you choosing this? Uh, when I w was uh, looking up to see if I wanted to do Hercules with Lou Ferrigno, I saw some clips of this, and I was like, this looks fucking stupid as shit. <laughs> okay. I think I want to watch it at some point. And I've always heard about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, the background of, like, any <laughs> buff dudes always like, oh, man, I saw that documentary, and I was like, oh, I want to look like those monsters. Well, I guess this is the thing, looking according to the internet. Um, this is, this movie is, like, squarely responsible for, like, bringing uh, bodybuilding to the forefront of, you know, being accepted in uh, popular culture, and this is the movie that made Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger stars, which is fitting because we just did a pair of Lou Ferrigno and Schwarzenegger projects recently, um, because we talked mm -hmm. about what 1983's Hercules, and then we talked about The Running Man, and, yeah, I guess, this is not a very good documentary, I mean, it's entertaining, no. but it's not, like... It's, it's, if it wasn't so, oh, it's just, I don't know what the 70s smell like, because I wasn't born in yeah. them, but this movie smells like the this 70s. This is what I remember the 70s kind of being like, where everyone's dressed like a clown, and the music is all crappy, <laughs> and... Oh my gosh, the opening music for this. <laughs> what the hell kind of choice is it that? It starts off at not to, I didn't even mean to start the movie. <laughs> well, the movie starts in silence, and then it's, you know, you have Lou Ferrigno and, uh, not Dracula, yeah, Schwarzenegger. It, well, they're, 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 they're working with a, uh, no, 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 it's not, it's that, I know you have face blindness, Bill, but that man is literally a foot shorter oh, than Lou Ferrigno. Oh, that's, yeah, I literally Franco just finished Arnold, watching this five minutes before we started recording. Now I'm watching it again, yeah. Um, the documentary starts in a way I was not expecting to with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and the uh, Italian Franco. Guy. Yeah, Franco. Yeah, taking a ballet class and being just terrible. Well, there, so what happens? So now that I've actually read some trivia about the making of this film after just having just watched it five minutes ago, this makes more sense because this seems like something that would just be staged for the documentary. It's not like the documentary crew yeah. just happened to catch them training with a ballerina. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's it's this Italian weightlifter named Franco Giuseppe Boyardi, whatever the fuck. 
uh, training with Schwarzenegger, <laughs> I, it's still okay to be racist towards Italians. Nothing's changed since 1872. Um, but yeah, they're, 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 they're training with ballerina to... Uh, they're, they're doing, like, movement training to better, like, to, to enhance their flexing exhibition skills, which I thought was interesting. Flow from one line yeah, to the other Yeah, because she's specifically saying, like, put your arm here and, like, make sure your eyes are gazing at your knuckles this way so you're creating this line with your body that'll enhance your, uh, yeah, enhance the way your body looks when you're uh, exhibiting at these uh, contests. And that's actually really, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, that's actually really fascinating. And then the music kicks in, and it's like, whoop a boot dip it fart, fart. <laughs> it's this goofy late 70s synth music, and I started laughing my ass off. Yeah, me too. I was, I like, was not, oh. it was not how they, it was a movie I was expecting to start with ballet or with this song. Yeah, and it, but I was like, this, this and makes And the sense. music kicks in, it's not making fun of the fact these guys are taking ballet lessons, it's just, it's just no. the 70s happening. It's it's mm -hmm. not commentary from the filmmakers. It's just the filmmakers are living in 1977, so everything's horrible. Uh, I guess yeah. technically this is 1975. It took them two years from between filming this to actually uh, getting the movie out, uh, but which makes it even <laughs> so that's even worse. But yeah, so that's that happens, and there's only like f like maybe five main characters in this movie. There's Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's the the, the, the super short Italian guy Franco. <laughs> There's Lou Ferrigno, and there's two other dudes that kind of get focused on in the middle of the movie for five minutes. Uh, the well, one yeah, guy steals it feels the other like guy's they... shirt, and that's it. That's that's kind of the main... If, yeah. yeah. It feels like they were planning on following one of them through the entire thing, but then they were like, oops, he lost. Oh, yeah, well. that's... it's it's <laughs> Pull the ripcord on that dude. It, I mean, it's mostly about Schwarzenegger altogether, but it takes a while to actually get them to actually really talk about Schwarzenegger a lot. And then, when Schwarzenegger shows up, he kind of becomes the villain of the film. He's the Billy Mitchell of this documentary, which <laughs> I thought I was kind of surprised. Well, and this is the other thing, too. I had no idea that Arnold Schwarzenegger was as old as he was when he made this. Um, mm. he's like 28 years old in, I guess, yeah, 1975, and he's already been a champion for a good five, six, seven years, uh, before this. I always assumed, the way people talked about this Pumping Iron <laughs> documentary, that he, this was just about him being like a fresh-off-the-boat rookie. What's up? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was looking at Google Image and searched on this movie. I just came across the most beautiful drawing, I'm sorry. <laughs> Send it to you. I don't think it's as funny as I think it is, but me trying There's, not to laugh at it made it way the worse. The second time we see, <laughs> the second time we see Schwarzenegger in the movie, he's pumping iron, and like I want to make an animated gift because you're seeing his face from below as he's. Oh, and, and that he one, just yeah. Looks like a mo <laughs> <laughs> what is that drawing? <laughs> he looks like he's Schwarzenegger turning into an old man while smelling a fart. <laughs> well, we got, I love it. We got the podcast start for this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. At least, uh, yeah. At least if people are listening to this through tardypodcast.com, oh. they will probably see this image so they know what we're no, laughing I th at. I think I'll, ma I'll make it the icon for this episode <laughs> in the podcast app. Oh, you can do that? That's great. Oh my god. He put so much detail into the wrinkles around his chin, but none in the muscles looks, on his he's body. He's got Lego man. He looks like a Lego minifigure from the neck down, but then he's just made of pure meat, wrinkled meat from the top up. It's like oh my especially gosh. alarming. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, someone who produces terrible drawings all the time, like, I can empathize. Oh my god, but. Anyway, yeah, just the. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like to think whoever drew that was also like a amateur bodybuilder, and his muscles were so big it kind of got in the way of him being able to draw. <laughs> like he could barely put his hands. Oh, together. my fingers keep oh, my muscular God. fingers keep breaking my pencils. Oh my god, but yeah, no, just the, the way everyone made this documentary sound like, oh yeah, I was assuming you'd like almost like literally see Schwarzenegger get off the boat and like start becoming a professional bodybuilder. No, like I said, yeah, he's he's already the Billy Mitchell of this world, where he's been the champion for the better part of a decade and everyone's looking to take him down. And he's just being a yeah. bragging fucking dickhead at the end of this. Um, yeah. And it's weird to think because he didn't really break out with uh, with the Terminator. If this is 1975, the Terminator was like nine years after that. And if he's already almost 30, he was almost 40 when he made the Terminator, which kind of makes it is funny because like if you go back and watch his movies from the like late 80s, uh, well like like I guess from Conan from the early 80s was like his first real big thing. But the Terminator thing is a real life right? It made him popular with people who didn't care about action movies. Uh, but even between, like, if you track with that, between that and, like, Last Action Hero, he does get smaller, even at the mm-hmm. apex of his career. And I always thought that was kind of interesting. I always thought maybe that, you know, once he became a movie star, he had less time to, 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 to hulk out all the time uh, to, to work out. But no, it's because the fucker was, like, 40 years old when he made Last Action Hero. Of course he's going to be, be smaller than he was, uh, like, when he, when yeah. he was, like, 30 and so, yeah, that's, that's I, I still want to see a movie that's about the origin of Arnold Schwarzenegger because they do talk about briefly. He's from Austria. His dad, I guess, did, didn't we not find that? Was that a piece of trivia we found yeah, out? You, like another thing is that as an actual Nazi party member. In yeah, this, you mentioned that on. Yeah, and this they're just like, oh, he was a policeman. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if his dad killed anybody. I don't know if he was. Uh, I don't know if he was ever a Nazi sh- soldier. I'm assuming he was just a civilian police officer who just happened to be part of the Nazi party. And here yeah. comes fun. Oh, poor baby. He got, nah, he just got mad because he got taken away. He got mad because he heard me talking shit. And he's like, he's a avid Schwarzenegger defender. He's all like, yeah. don't, you, don't, don't you talk about Schwarzenegger getting smaller in the late 80s. He was always, he was as cut as he was, he was in Terminator 2 as he was in Conan. Uh, yeah. He was just more defined, David. Yeah, he's more defined. He's just, you know, he just mellowed out a little bit, but he, he still had the muscle mass. That's what important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and this is kind of interesting because this is just a couple years before Lou Ferrigno was in the Hercules movie we saw, it too, so it's kind of nice to see more of him and see how he was kind yeah. of just really kind of Passively, passively, aggressively managed by his dad. Yeah. Um, I don't think his dad was the right person to go for as a trainer for. Lou. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be. He seems to be meanwhile. I don't think he's a bad guy or anything like that. No, he's no, no, not at all. He's not like he's. But I feel like obviously not a professional he, trainer though. No, yeah. I feel like he would have been served better by an actual like professional bodybuilder training him. Yeah. Although bodybuilders, it seems like it was still in its infancy, so I don't know if there were such things exactly, yet. Exactly, yeah. Especially if this movie kind of kicked off, like the fad of professional bodybuilding becoming like an actual industry. Because um, yeah. n- near the end, his dad would be like, "Oh, why didn't you this, do this pose and lose like they call them? Like, yeah. I have to do the pose that they tell me to yeah, do." Yeah, that he's being such a dad about it. He, like he's well-meaning, yeah. but he doesn't seem to understand like. Yeah, he's like a baseball, like little league league baseball dad, where he's like well-meaning, but he doesn't understand. Like, like yeah, he's he's just simply not a professional trainer, 
And yeah, and Lou Ferrigno, spoilers, kind of pace where he comes in, what, third place at the end? Or fourth place, I think, or something like that. No, third. third. Yeah, and I even looked it up to see what Lou Ferrigno's bodybuilding history was on Wikipedia, and even then, that's kind of super sparse. Um, mm -hmm. I guess he never won this championship, specifically that they cover on this thing. Um, mm, but... I know he came, he, this, he, like, stopped doing it after this, yeah. and then he came back a, a couple, like, ten years later or something thing, like that, like, bigger like than ever. like, in, and I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like, 15 years after like, this, he came back to that like exact same 40, competition, yeah. 40 pounds more muscular than he yeah, was Yeah, but then this. he, like, finished, like, 10th and 12th, because I think he kept trying mm. to do it, like, two years in a row. And, like, of course he came well, in 10th or 12th, like, 15 years after his prime? Yeah. Well, yeah, that and people had gotten so much huge oh, I by can that imagine. point. And I, I wonder if ster steroids had become much of a thing. I don't know how many of the people in this movie may have been on steroids, or if this is before steroids had started becoming more... I don't know, like, I've no I know so little about bodybuilding, but you have to wonder about that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah especially, well, especially with the rise of, like like professional wrestling and pop culture in the mid 80s of course that would also help feed into professional bodybuilding uh popularity and stuff and yeah yeah this is right on the cusp of oh my god i just paused the movie while <laughs> talking and while you were had been watching the movie for the last couple days you posted a couple uh screenshots to twitter of some pretty embarrassing fashion choices made in this film and i just paused mm -hmm. on the guy in the yellow jumpsuit <laughs> with mm -hmm. the white like the, no, it's not a jumpsuit. It's overalls, yeah. yellow overalls, he's, he's, with a white tur long sleeve turtleneck underneath, sunglasses, a watch. He looks like banana that's bursting out of its skin. <laughs> it's it's a banana yellow Oshkosh bagosh, but he's like this, he's this like sleazy seventies dude. Yeah, the yeah, leisure suit Larry looking motherfucker. But yeah, that's that's one of the other entertaining things about this movie being so squarely in nineteen seventy five. All the fashions are ridiculous and. Yeah, one of the guys mm -hmm. looks like, oh man, the red-haired guy in this movie looks like a cross between Oof. the villain from A Christmas Story and Ronald McDonald. And oh, I I, <sighs> I described him as um, a, a a super buff Bill Burr <laughs> yeah. mated with a uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> where's it? Is it? <sighs> uh, mixed with a, a super buff Bobby Flay. Yeah, yeah, that kind of he ugly the kind of red-haired where he's got like red eyelashes and red eyebrows. So he doesn't look like he has either of those. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it's uh, I do appreciate at the very beginning they they talk about there's a difference between there's their Mister Universe thing, which I think is the amateur uh, 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 thing, and then there's the Mister yeah. Universe. Wait, no, Mister Mister Olympia, Mister Olympia, and Mister Universe. Mister Universe is the amateur. Mister Olympia is the, the the professional one. That's the one in South Africa that begins becoming the focus of the movie. And oh yeah, and this yeah. is the, they also talk about this is the it, first year Lou Ferrigno has gone pro, so this is his first year entering this thing. Yeah. I I also like um, that buff looking Martin Short dude that jumps on Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as he walks <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like five feet tall, and I also like how like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, hey, talking to people like, oh, good to see you, good to see you, and he like five dudes have the name Big before their name. Oh yeah. Like Big Tony. Oh yeah. Hey, of Big John. Yeah. Hey, Big Larry. I wonder like, if that, that's their actual. That's how no creative. Names, or if that's just Schwarzenegger. That's what he's just he's hamming up for the camera, just calling everyone like, hey, Big, hey, Big Frodo. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, Big Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting movie to talk about because there's not, you know, I mean, documentaries are gonna be always going to be a little weird because there's not necessarily a plot to talk about. Mm -hmm. And this is especially a little weird, too, because so much of this is just, like, 
footage of just dudes working out. I mean, there's, there's, you know, they talk to these guys, and these guys do talk a lot, but like... Oh, Bill. Yeah. I have a clip that I recorded for this movie I'm going to send you for you to put in right here, because they start working out, and if you close your eyes, it sounds exactly like a gay sex porn 70s, just, just the worst. I can't imagine, because that's like literally half the movie. Because the 70s music kicks on, and then dudes start grunting. I tried to find the soundtrack <laughs> of this movie hard. to underlay it over the, the, the episode too, and it's only the main mm. title. It's the, the, the title yeah. song that just sounds like a, like a bad porn, like chicka wow wow, and with the synthesizer and stuff. And, yeah, but this movie's not that. I know the other thing this movie, the, the other thing I've always heard people talk about this movie in regards to is the scene where Schwarzenegger talks about how working out feels like coming. And when mm-hmm. that actually happened, I was like, okay, it's a ridiculous statement, but it's not quite as damning as I've heard other people make fun of. Like, it's the movie, he just talks about how he just has cum gushing out of his face. Well, and it is ridiculous, but it's not quite that, like, well, yeah. Yeah, he, he, t- he talks about what they call the pump. And Bill, you've, you've had the pump all the time. <laughs> so you can explain to me how the pump feels. Uh, I broke my pump. Oh, the God, this is going to be a oh. I just watched Austin Powers for the first time two weeks ago to see if it could be good material for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And one of the big running jokes in there is Austin Powers' sex bump. Um, so mm-hmm. I was going to make that joke, but I realized, oh, no, that's already a tired joke from a 20-year-old movie. Um, but, yeah, no, that's one of the first things that Schwarzenegger is talking about is the feel of, like, oxygen going through your muscles. And it feels like when you yeah. come into a lady. Well, it, it, <clears throat> it it's when you're blood rushes to your muscles and they get all swollen and it's it feels like they're going to burst out of your yeah, skin going it's to pop. so tight it feels different it feels fantastic and then he starts talking about yeah. it's a, i am a, like uh i get the feeling of coming in the gym i get the feeling of coming at home which i mean there's it, gotta it be a reason why he does that i mean that i'm glad that he gets that kind of well that, I, that actually makes me feel I've, better about people bodybuilding because i'm hoping that they get but some I, kind of I've, physical... I've lifted weights i've had that like happen yeah and it's it's not that great <laughs> it just feels like your well, it just feels like your skin's on too tight maybe it feels better when you've got muscles like a football i guess maybe, maybe. Like if we, how dare you say I don't have muscles like a football? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, it, it, does it feel better when you're cum, when you're when you're an elephant, when you got like a five foot dick? Who knows? Not- compared to an ant when he come, he got a little pee pee. Who knows? Well said. It's all you know. Who's to say who? <laughs> which one feels better? Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> that's the big Schwarzenegger bit that I've always heard come out of this movie, and it is funny, but. Um, I'm sure this is also a bigger deal back in the day if people had seen this before Schwarzenegger became a star. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> hearing this guy, oh, if you's not coming, oh, would be more like, what, what planet did they find this guy from? Whereas now it's just kind of funny, like, oh, here is govern- gov- <laughs> governor-elect-to-be in the future multi-million movie star Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about coming away that he would never now do because that's not a good PR move. But uh, yeah, It is interesting that they, they, he does say. I mean, he makes it sound as sexual as possible. Oh, he does. Yeah, it's, he's not beating around is, the bush. Like, but yeah, you don't really see a lot of raging boners on that stage when they're flexing. Yeah, well, I know some people joke about how steroids will do that to you. It'll totally kill your sex drive too, so it'll make it less likely for you to get a. Not that you would take steroids just to get rid of boners on stage, but that could be a, yeah. like a nice side effect. Is at least 
Because you would think sometimes, like, especially if you're up on stage, you're all warmed up, you got, you're covered in glistening oil, feeling good about yourself, you might accidentally pop a boner, and that got me thinking about, like, what, there's gotta be some kind of training, like, what is the known bodybuilder, like, how do you deal with a boner on stage? Because that's gotta happen, that's gotta be something that people have to talk about, like, yeah, I'm sure they don't talk about it on a documentary called Pumping Iron, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm, that's something <laughs> that's gotta be dealt with sometimes, you know. Yeah. As, cause I know God. theater kids. That's something God, theater dude. kids have to worry about. Cause like mm. you know, theater kids have to worry about. The professional bodybuilders have to. So anyway. Yeah, and there's a scene where he poses at a federal prison for men I'm and women. I'm watching that now. Yeah. I guess they entertained incarcerated people however I they could back in the seventies. I guess this is a better way, a, a way of teaching everyone like, hey, you could feel better because the only thing you really have to do is lift weights in jail. But I guess if you're in jail long and enough, then he flexes, like and everybody's guy. like, "Yes, good, yes, excellent, Arnold, wow." And I think there's also part of like when he's in jail, he's got like some women with him, and they're he's like picking them up and stuff like that. So it's even more of kind of like a like oh, he's almost being treated like a little bit like not a freak show, but it is kind of I don't know. Mm -hmm. Imagine being in jail and be like, you know, I was in jail in 1975 and it was really boring, but hey, I did get to visit Arnold Schwarzenegger of all <laughs> of all fucking things, but. Yeah. He flexed at me and farted. Yeah, and then he went off and fucked the model he did the appearance with, and yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> there's uh, some short guy gets posing tips from Arnold. Yeah, I guess that's a scene that could happen while his boyfriend looks on. I'm guessing. You think it's his boyfriend? I don't know. I feel like guy? everybody in this movie is gay. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of funny to see the guy because like Schwarzenegger does give him pretty good advice about how. Like, he does say, like, little guys, they tend to tense up and bundle up for whatever reason. And he's like, no, mm -hmm. like, spread out. Like, you're small enough, like, you need to, like, spread out as much as possible just to, like, show, hey, that you're not scared of the audience or anything like that. You gotta be just like me. And, like, although Schwarzenegger, unfortunately, does this by, like, doing a Nazi salute. And the little guy's doing kind of a Nazi salute. I'm assuming that's just one of the poses that you're supposed to do as part of, you know, one of the exhibitions. But watching Schwartz yeah. and knowing that his dad was a Nazi, it's a little more of like a little more of a charged moment than it normally would be. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then then Kaleidopi music starts playing. <laughs> they all dudes pose at a carnival. Yeah. What the fuck was going on in the seventies? It's weird too, because like reading about bodybuilding on Wikipedia before we recorded, they talked about how this movie really helped bodybuilding transform into from. What it used to be, where it was kind of seen as kind of a freak show exhibition into something that could actually be like aspirational for a lot of normal people, and it's funny. But then they, yeah, there's, but in this documentary that helped change that perception, there is a little bit of a freak show, like element to it. Well, yeah, when there's Clyde music and like well, bodybuilders at a circus, but you know. Speaking of freak shows, here's my cats. This <laughs> balding, baby hair, no eye, had brow, having. Hulk Hogan rejected clone motherfucker. Seems nice enough. He is going wildly bald and doing a terrible job mm. of covering it up by growing his hair out as long as not as long as possible, but yeah, he's like prototype Hulk Hogan where he's totally doing that, where he's totally trying to pretend that he's not going bald by just growing this weird blonde sheaf of hair all around his head. And I guess mm -hmm. he's also like a like a like a uh, junior high teacher, which I thought was kind of interesting. They they introduce him by showing him with his kids, and he's like showing his daughter how his slightly older son has like he has one tiny little rock hard muscle, and he's trying to get his daughter to feel his son's muscle, and it's all kind of weird. And 
Yeah, this yeah, yeah. This, not not a bad guy, but this no. guy's only and in they, this movie to, to be filler, it seems, because he has nothing to do yeah. with Schwarzenegger or. Well, like I said, I th- I feel like they were banking on him winning. Yeah, but, and then and, like going up against people, but he, but yeah, we'll find out he doesn't. This guy, <laughs> but he tells a story you know what? This about guy, how this guy looks like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> if you got a transport accident with Hulk Hogan, that's, that's <laughs> what this guy looks like. Anyway, yeah. Um, so uh, he got picked. He tells a sob story about how he got picked on when he was a kid for having glasses and rusty wheels on his bike and being a Jew. And my wife said, that's his sob story? Rusty wheels? Well, I mean, when you're just a boring-ass normal guy in middle America, I guess that's like... He does say he was picked on just like anyone else. He's not like saying that he had any more of a sob story. But he just says, like, I just have the normal thing where like everyone at some point in their life gets picked on. But yeah, his... his (laughs) What he got picked on for was just so like, okay, who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, and at least the bullying didn't affect him in any negative way, where he's trying desperately to prove something to anyone. I know, exactly. And he's being bullied by this red-haired fucking Ronald McDonald motherfucker playing football with his and with his buddies on a football field, plotting about how he's going to steal uh, fucking Ryan Gosling's <laughs> shirt at this upcoming exhibition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird-ass community. And this is the thing where they supposedly, I guess, Ronald McDonald, Scott Farkas motherfucker, stole... Uh, Ryan Gosling, Hulk Hogan's t-shirt at this exhibition that we're gonna see. But then, I guess they decided to make it seem more dramatic by, like, staging this bit after the fact, where he's hanging out with his buddies, like, bragging about, oh, I'm gonna gonna totally, uh, psychologically fuck him over, I'm gonna steal his t-shirt, just you see. And his buddies are all like, oh, yeah, you're gonna steal his shirt. And it's like, this is your big psychological warfare against this guy. (laughs) I'm wearing this random wintertime hat in the middle of the summer that I stole I off a guy. Because why else would you wear this hat? 1975, why is anyone wearing anything? It's the weirdest. Everyone's just dressed like they just robbed a Goodwill. It makes no sense. Everyone, no matter what your class is, how much money you're making, everyone just dresses like a lunatic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I liked, I did like that the, the Hulk Hogan, uh, Mike Katz, his name in the newspaper clip, that show talks about him like being playing for the Jets or whatever. His nickname, yeah, Big Mike. Of course, that's I, that's what happens when you get a bunch of meatheads, like a, a mm-hmm. sport that's entirely around based around these meatheads. Not to see if to be stupid, but like there's not a lot, a lot of imagination going on. I also imagine there's like even more than the guys themselves. I think it's their managers and like the two magazines that like cover this industry. Just not a lot of imagination going on. It's all just very like, no. yeah, everyone's so worried about the muscles. No one wants to get made fun of. So the easiest thing just to call yourself is like Big Mike, Big Boy, a lot of hours. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then they all go to a competition to flex big time, and and there's this weird weird ass scene. That I mean, this whole movie isn't full of weird ass scenes, but <laughs> Mike, it looks like Mike Katz is flexing at himself in a bathroom yeah, mirror. Yeah, watching it right now. And, and yeah. just silently, just. <sighs> and, he's- and then the pan, and then the camera slowly pans left to show the the, the Ronald Donald fucker Waller standing behind him, making faces and flexing too. But he's not making faces at cats. He's just making stupid faces because he's flexing so and it's hard. Weird because they were like in a like a fucking bathroom or something like that, like the size yeah. of like your bathroom at your house. It's not like doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's a big dressing room or anything like that. And especially like the the footage of the Hulk Hogan guy at the start is all kind of like out of focus until Ronald McDonald yeah. steps into frame. It's just 
<laughs> okay, man, whatever. I guess that's the only footage you can get on that day. But yeah, the fact that, like, you think he's the only one in that tiny bathroom, but then, yeah, he's just, like, suddenly Ron McDonald steps into... It's just weird. Like, okay. Like, I, I, I guess this movie is kind of staged, so I guess this is their weird kind of intentional staging, but, like, yeah, odd. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I can't remember so, if this, this has nothing to do with the competition that we see later with Schwarzenegger and Verigno, right? This is just like... No, but This seems if, to be where, win, yeah, Hulk, Hulk failed out. <laughs> so this, I guess maybe, If Cats if won this, he would have been able to go compete in Oh, is that Africa. what it is? Yeah, because he does show up in the yeah. background a little bit later, but yeah, he's definitely not competing. Yeah. yeah. And then they, that guy does steal Cass's shirt. He's the man of his word. Yeah, and, and it's not really even presented that dramatically. It's just there's a lot of it, uh, cats just walking around saying, anyone see my shirt? Where's my shirt? Yep. And, like, that's the height of the drama in this movie is that. Yeah. And enough that they felt like there's, they had to go back and manufacture drama by staging the scene earlier where the guy's like, I'm going to steal his shirt. And it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Low stakes. So there, there's a there's a point where Mike Katz is talking about how if you, if you keep kicking a dog, that dog's going to do two things. It's going to lay down and die or it's going to roll over and bite you. And then he, he just, I don't know why it bothered me, but it bothered me that he, he could have said it in fewer words. He says, I'm the type of a person who's the kind of a dog that will bite you. It's like he could have just said, I'm the kind of dog that will bite you. You didn't need, I'm the type of a person yeah. who's the kind He's of a dog. He's rambling. And also, I think it's... I, it, it's I think that's, like, either right before or right after he's just competed. And so I guess he's extra just, like, you know, he's just he's just saying that fucking whatever the competition talk is. And there's well, there's rambling, also a scene yeah. where where he's he or a little bit earlier than where we're at in the movie now. He talks about how uh, every competition he's ever been in, the crowd has loved the fuck out of him. And even even the ones he lost, he knows that the crowd loved him it's the most. It's a weird, and he won those. like, Donald Trumpian revisionist hit. Like, just even the ones where I didn't win, they all loved me the most. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And this guy is just bad at talking himself up. And not, like, some mm-hmm. super sad sack kind of way, but, like... It is this when he when the movie started focusing on him. That's when I started drawing the comparisons to King of Kong, just because he has just enough of a milk toast of enough personality. He feels like like one of the characters from King of Kong, where it's like if he didn't have bodybuilding, he would just be the most rando just dude working at the car yeah. wash or something. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying like there's nothing really acceptable about him or his personality other than the fact that he's got muscles. Which is kind of interesting. Well, in that and his it's it seems it seems like his face is melting off his body. <laughs> and it looks like Ryan Gosling mixed with the Hulk Hogan. But yeah, then he loses uh-huh. and he he gets fourth place. Yeah, oh that the, he's, where, yeah, where he the, places out of like being even on the podium. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Weller Weller gets first and Katz does some very awkward backstage talk of like oh. He sits there in silence for a while, and he's like, I should probably call my wife. Uh, what time do you think it is back home? Yeah. <laughs> Kids are probably driving her nuts right now. Yeah. Oh, well, or one? Oh, that's great. That's terrific. And he's like, I wonder. Well, I should go talk yeah, to him. Can you imagine how that feels? Yeah. Probably like I did when I was 16, and I won my first trophy. In its own way, it's probably just to satisfy. I, I gotta go shake his hand. He's... It's so awkward, yeah. and he doesn't know what to do with that camera in his I face. Lo- you know what? And I oh. love him for it because he's the Bill Mudron of the professional bodybuilding. <laughs> so where he's just saying utter... He doesn't know what to say, so he's just saying utterances. <laughs> that's, that's... Yeah. And he's not pretending to have a podcast like I do. <laughs> so I have to give him... He's got one up on me. And so, yeah, there's a thing where he's going to go uh, congratulate... 
uh, Ronald McDonald, and it really seems to, like, he's just trying to get himself away from the camera. I don't know if he's crying or anything like that, but he goes off and he's, like, off the stage where Frank Ronald McDonald presumably is going to come walking off stage. We never see it when the camera kind of, like, yeah. fades to black wall. He's kind of, like, alone by himself with, like, his shoulders hunched and... Yeah, it's kind of a sad thing, and actually, I should have Googled him before we start recording to see what eventually happened. I wonder if this is kind of like his last stab at fame or something like that, because this guy is not getting any younger, too. He's, like, slightly graying at the temples and well, graying at his mutton chops, and so, yeah, yeah. he didn't have too many years in the head. <laughs> as much as you can tell the graying from <laughs> his... the straw hair sheafed around yeah. his head, he looks like a goddamn scarecrow that'll rape and beat you to death. <laughs> Jesus, but, yeah. That's funny, too, because he goes yeah. back to, t to uh, congratulate Ronald McDonald. He doesn't even put a shirt on. Why can't I forgot he's that the guy he's congratulating stole his shirt and won mm -hmm. first place. So double fuck this guy. Poor dude. Anyway, and that's the th uh, that's his he, whole he story. That's it. OK, well, he re he uh, retired. Uh, his last competition was 1981 in Mr. Olympia, placing 15th. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like falling down the stairs. Oof. Uh, it says his best win was IFBB Mr. Universe 1972. Oh, so yeah, he was, this is, yeah, three years out of his prime even in this. Yeah, he, yeah so retired in 1981. Schwarzenegger was really smart, because reading up about all the other, these other guys whose like, last competitions they p placed in like double digits outside of first. He was really smart to go off. He like won, what, number one six times? I think five times? They said he came back... And he won this competition in, like, 1989 or something like that. And, like, mm. he came back, and, like, everyone was like, oh, we, you're not that good, Schwarzenegger, but we're going to give you this award again. So he, I think he won it, like, seven times? But at mm. least, I mean, that sounds like that 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 last time coming out of retirement, like, after becoming a Hollywood star was kind of bullshit. But he was smart to, to have won this thing, like, five or six times, and then go out on top and say, hey, I'm going to go off to Hollywood. And I'm not gonna like dwindle away like everyone else does, because that's he, yeah. he ended up with conversations like this guy. Where, like we're talking about like, oh, his last last competition was like six years later, and he like placed like 87th, and it's like, oh man, that sucks. Well, it's not like this dude was ever gonna be a movie star. I know, but that's the thing. Well, was he? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Movie Hold stars, on. You was... would not have thought it would have been Schwarzenegger. What is he? The guy that played the Toxic Avenger? All right, is he? <laughs> no, I was making a joke about his mouthpiece. He's coming under the vape. <laughs> That's what I was going to yeah. choke. Like, are you talking about, like, with the Toxic Adventure actually about him? That wasn't a movie. That was a yeah. documentary about this guy. <laughs> uh, well, then, it's, it's funny because, like, you could make the joke that, like, Schwarzenegger would be the last person in this whole thing that you would expect to become a movie star. But even in this documentary... He is the most laid back. I mean, it is because he's Billy Mitchelling it up. He's number one, and he doesn't have to sweat it nearly as much as anyone else. But you yeah. do get to see that personality, the Schwarzenegger personality that made him a star, where he just doesn't... Even when he's posing in front... Because everyone else, when they're posing for cameras and stuff like that, everyone else is, like, making crazy faces and stuff. And, like, Schwarzenegger is so effortless about that, and he's always smiling and stuff. And, like, yeah, just even... It's... You do see glimmers of the movie star he would become. Even though he's this yeah. fucking <laughs> even back then, but yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. Then they start talking about him, and they talk about his past, and his dad was a police officer, and his parents didn't know what the fuck bodybuilding was. But once he got his first trophy at sixteen, they were like, "Okay, nice. yeah." 
and he gets photos with ladies and this mush mouth photographer that's telling them to pose it's like oh play with the, the, the girls play with all the towers so you're setting up there let it on the ground uh, get close to the floor you know because like the thing and do the thing and have him bend yeah. the metal thing and do the yeah it's now come on guys quit messing around <laughs> up there yeah, and the girls that Schwarzenegger is doing this photo shoot with, they all have the Farrah Fawcett hair. Again, it's perfect, mm -hmm. like, mid-1970s, just like, mm, just want to eat it up with a fucking 1970s fork on a shitty brown 1970s plate in, a, like, a shitty yeah. orange 1970s kitchen. Yeah. And he wants, Schwarzenegger wants to be remembered, so he poses on a hill as his son sets in California. Yeah. And now it's time to learn about Lou Ferrigno. His family's at a dinner table, and this motherfucker is eating a bowl of iceberg lettuce with nothing on it but salt. I was wondering what the fuck is that? What that is? Oh, I, I looks wouldn't like be a it. Bit surprised. No wonder. What a way to live! Right before they show that, like he's eating like a fifteen bottles of pills, and that must be where he's getting yeah. most. Oh my god, that's there's not even any dressing on that. It's, it's yeah, it's not no. even, like romaine lettuce. It's just oh, and it's like yeah. it's literally just like a giant head of iceberg lettuce just. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just salt it. Just salt it with a bit of salt. <sighs> That's God. all the flavor you need. Is that why he turned green and became the Hulk? Yeah. And his, his, his dad, who looks like Al Pacino wearing a melting Al Pacino mask. Yeah, fucking gone uh, to see fucking uh, Stan Lee, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Tells a story about them seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger for the first time. He came to America backstage at a competition, and his Lou was like, "Gee, Dad, he's big." But Lou was probably like eighteen when that happened, and he was like, "Golly, Gene Willikers, Dad." Yeah, because Schwarzenegger's been a star, but he's been star for less than a decade. And if like Flu Ferrigno yeah. is like in his late twenties or mid twenties, no, he's twenty four. Twenty four. Even then, twenty four, six foot he five, two hundred seventy like pounds. It's not like he would have been five years old going, "I want to be like him, Dad." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they also go mm -hmm. into the thing which we mentioned about the uh, Ferrigno while talking about Hercules is that yeah his he's he's mostly deaf because of an ear infection he got when he was a baby. Although in this yeah. they say they didn't realize he was infected until he was like three years old, which no they didn't they didn't realize he had a hearing problem until he was that Jesus, old. Did they just think he was really stupid until they they they, 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 they do be, say uh, no kids kids learn at all different age late levels. Yeah, they do so. say he didn't like start talking until late and stuff too. So like I guess maybe that, yeah. that was a developmental thing and not actual like a condition. Uh, but they show like Maybe they show like, like a little kid picture of him on Santa's lap with like a big giant fucking like 1950s hearing aid in his ear. Yeah. Maybe that's that's why. Maybe the hard of hearing the reason why he screams every time he lifts. Oh like, no, that's the nowadays. thing. Because like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know that's not the reason why. Well, but, I would imagine partially because he's not a lot of conscious a lot of people of, don't do that. Yeah, but I mean, well, shit. Although he also looks like he's working out in like a fucking someone's basement so why not it's like this like yeah, yeah. like sunless and this is another thing reading about the making wood of this paneling so much wood paneling yeah so the makers of this film went out of their way to only show uh, they decided that schwarzenegger was going to be the hero of the film and so they decided they they would only shoot him training when there's like bright natural sunlights when he's at gold gyms mm. when the windows are open and it's all nice and bright and they went out of their way to only film Ferrigno when he's like shooting in like a dark basement just to make him look like the sinister villain which that doesn't come out at all it just makes him look like poor 
They've talked yeah. about how he's deaf. Look, he's this looks... like like poor kid from Brooklyn. If anything, that makes him more sympathetic than Schwarzenegger is obviously like the beloved Billy Mitchell of the story. And so yeah, the, the, like their little weird storytelling of trying to like make like, make uh, Ferrigno the sinister villain is kind of backfiring. Yeah, they don't do a good job with yeah, it. Yeah, especially because Lou Ferrigno, he, do, he, he doesn't seem mean or anything like that. He's the underdog. I mean, it's weird that they're trying to make him the... Like, there's no he's, such thing as a villainous underdog. Like, that's like... he. Well, that and he also doesn't really... He's kind of... His dad is more of an entity in this movie than his. Yeah. They don't really spend any time talking to Lou. Which... It's all the dialogue is with his dad. I th I'm sure part of that, at least partially, is a side effect of the fact that he's, you know, partially deaf and not so great at speaking. And he seems to be self-conscious enough about that. I don't think he probably wants to talk very often. Which is kind of even extra cool at the end of the movie where Schwarzenegger asks him make to, um, to make a speech. Like, literally in the last, like, 30 seconds of the movie. And, like, Lou Ferrigno's just like, nah, I'm like, no. No, I'm, I'm talking in front I of I want to eat my cake. Yeah, I want to make my... Where's the lettuce? I want to eat some lettuce. <laughs> um, but... So I guess they kind of were forced to talk to the dad more often, but even then, you really only, only get a sense of what, like, why Ferrigno is doing this is from the dad. Yeah, exactly. The dad is the personality, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. It's... I would love to hear Well, I don't... And it's not... I, he's not doing it because of his dad. Oh, well, no, no. He, it, he, his dad yeah. says he found some muscle magazines and got obsessed with yeah. it. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally believe it's, like, the reason Luke Ferrigno is doing it is because of his own volition. And... He wants his muscles but, to be the big... As big as his big old 70s fro yeah. is. What are you gonna do? He's a tiny boy, 1975 in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, but his dad gets to speak more often than not, and so it's a little bit like, yeah, there's there's some dramatic yeah, disconnect at, there. At one point, his dad, when talking about the competition coming up, says, "This is for the big baby, Louis. This is for all the marbles." And what? This is for the big baby? Was that a saying Again, in the 70s? Again, it's people just saying utterances in front of a camera, and they like people. Everyone's trying to sound like, like. They're movie characters, because, like, I think everyone has seen, like, movies like Rocky and stuff, where, like, everyone's oh. got the big inspirational speech, and so... Oh, this 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 next moment that I have written down is that to a T, because, um, I guess, uh, all the bodybuilders take naps on the beach together. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's hard to tell! Okay, it's just a weird reality, or even weirder staging. Like, artificial staging. Yeah. Because everyone's, yeah, like, on this field... And I guess Lou Ferrigno's... Is that, is that his dad? Or is that his, like, his manager? No, it, it's... No, it's just another bodybuilder is going out to to see Louie and train with him for a bit uh, before the competition, and he talks to Arnold about and it. Arnold's and Arnold's trying to sleep? While everyone's, yeah. like, in this fucking cuddle hug? Cuddle bundle on, <laughs> on, on, on this grassy knoll? It's the weirdest thing, man. Says, yeah. And he says, tell Louis I say hi, and I look forward to seeing him in South Africa. And that guy, they start talking about it, and that guy's like, ah, the king of the hill can only go down. Which Arnold responds with, well, stay up. Yeah. Or touche, Arnold, touche. <laughs> but, then, but, then, the next, <laughs> but then the next thing the guy says is that the wolf on the hill isn't as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's trying to draw some analogy. Muscle-headed idiot. And when the Schwarzenegger actually does he's like, well, I'm on the wolf on the hill. That means I always have food, so I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, but why the wolf climbing the hill is is hungry? This well-known aphorism. What is, what it's, again, it's about? this movie's utterances, the motion picture, where you've got a bunch of meatheads trying to sound profane, profound. Again, you, I'm a meathead. You know too. he saw that. You know he saw that film in the theater. Was like, yeah, I nailed oh, it. Oh yeah, I and sound so smart. If that wasn't a known saying before. It sure is going to be a household saying now. The wolf on the hill with fights the king wolf on the hill. like what the fuck. <laughs> 
And excuse me, yeah. when we go back to uh, Lou Ferrigno's gym, is that Eugene Merman lifting weights in the background? <laughs> this poor sad sack dude. <laughs> Imagine being a pumpy. You get caught lifting weights and pumping iron, and you're just this kind of schlubby <laughs> looking dude, just lift, lift, lifting like five pound barbells, being like, "Whoo!" Uh, there's like, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure he sold at least one or two autographs in his lifetime. Somebody recognized him. Oh my god. Yeah, I, yeah. I if I, oh my, he's got little, he's got little boy tits. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. And, and Louis, Louis screams a lot while lifting weights. He needs his teeth fixed a bit because there's bad angles I've of noticed, him from underneath. Yeah. I always when it, and then he's. I, I always cracks me up. I'll be like watching a Star Trek movie or TV show, and the Klingons will like like yell at the camera, and they open their mouths, and they're like, "Man, you got a lot of metal fillings in there. Like you obviously don't have Klingon teeth in there. Yeah, unless you've been eating rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says he needs more weights. He's gonna beat him. And he hits a high note when he, he says, I want to beat him. him. He sounds like me. Because it does not sound like... Because even I know people make fun of Lou Ferrigno. You know, he has a speech impediment because he's partially deaf. But like in that moment, mm -hmm. he sounds like a 12-year-old boy. He sounds like Bill Mudrid. He's like, I'm going to beat him. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, and then he starts lifting weights again while screaming, Arnold! Arnold! Yeah. Arnold! Is is this a rom-com? Are they going to end up dating at the end? Yeah, and then it cuts to, you know, Schwarzenegger. He's pumping iron. He's not even pumping iron. He's just, like, like pulling weights and, and, and stuff. But Well, I will say, it's not, the nice thing about Arnold is he's not doing lots of screamings or super loud grunts while he lifts weights. He just, yeah. he's just doing... Even when he's doing calf raises with two ladies sitting on his back counting in German. <laughs> That's the thing! Again, the Billy Mitchellness of it all. And he's totally not like taking the, he's having a good time uh and while fucking Lou Ferrigno's like screaming Arnold Arnold in a dark dank basement somewhere like yeah like I don't know how these filmmakers ever got the thought that like Lou Ferrigno would come across as the sinister quote unquote villain in this thing but yeah yeah we'll return after these messages it's showtime Alright everyone, chill! Allow me to break the ice. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> hey! What the hell did you do to him, man? I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. Dylan! You son of a bitch! Now listen to me very carefully. You are not you. You are me. No shit. You know who I am? I've seen you before. You're the asshole on TV. Right? Wrong. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. But why should I? Because I'm going to say, please. Drop dead! I don't do requests. Hooligani. You got a lot of nerve showing your face around here, Hauser. Look who's talking. <laughs> Crumb laughs with your four wins. You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What you been feeding this thing? Blondes. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. 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 You said It's all bullshit. All of it. Jesus, you're gonna kill that guy. Of course. I'm a Terminator. I suppose nothing hurts you. Only pain. Hey, are you gonna pay for that? Talk to the hand. Come on, Bennett. Let's party. Give us the girl or we'll take her. Enough talk! 
into the boat! Into the tunnel! Get to the chopper! You did not make it, Victor. Sweetheart, we're married. Consider that a divorce. Hello, cutie pie. One of us is in deep trouble. I'm pregnant. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. Chill out, dickwad. Stop cheering me up! No problemo. This was sleeping with my wife. In the damn minivan. Grant me revenge! And if you do not listen, then the hell with you! The hell with you! The hell you will. Who the hell are you? My name is John Kimball. And I love my car. You're shitting me! I'm not shitting on you. Hey, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Here, cool off. Stick around. Knock, knock. Come, star. Give you a lift. You're fired. Your luggage. You are stupid. I is that guy? Cone of phrase. Well, that hit the spot. To be or not to be. Not to be. The Iceman cometh. Hey, Lighthead! Hey, Christmas tree! I love this song. The song's part of me. Yeah, I'm gonna make it part of you. That's all right. Uh, keep it down. What happened to Baza? Uh, he had to split. Doesn't anyone say dead anymore? This is war. Let's kick some ice. Crush your enemies. See them driven before you. And they hear the lamentation of their women. Born to be bad. Guda! Trusba! Trusba! If it bleeds, we can kill it. Now this is the plan. Get your ass to Mars. You're late. Traffic. May I see your invitation, please? Sure. Here's my invitation. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Crom. Frosty! Mac. 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 Mac! The riddle of steel. God doesn't want you to go in there. Don't go in there, man. When the God shouldn't have killed my dog. You should clone yourself. Why's that? So you can go fuck yourself. She's dead. You lie! I'm not a pervert! I just was looking for Turbo Man doll! You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it, I'm not gonna sit in your lap. Bring the toy back! Bring the toy back to the carpet! Bring it back to the carpet! Take your toy back to the carpet. Take your toy back to the carpet! Take it back! The first time in my life I'm... Pissed off! Give me the goddamn page! My name is Matt Quaid! Stop it! No, I don't stop it! I want my baby! Shh! But I'm all woman. My nipples are very sensitive. Feel how soft my skin is. I want my Larry. I don't want to see you. Stop being such a pussy. Fucking shot me. Just a scratch. I do not want to touch his ass. I want to make him talk. Okay, let's make it quick because my horse is getting tired. This hero stuff has its limits. I need a vacation. Oh shit! 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 God! Come on, you piece of shit! I'll die. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is your daddy 
And what does it do? I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over a metal endoskeleton. Come with me if you want to live. Who are you? I'm the famous comedian, Arnold Braunschweiger. Danger is my trade. Now remember, I can break your neck like a chicken. You are mine now. You belong to me. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. No more complaining, no more Mr. Kimblev to go to the bathroom, nothing. There is no bathroom. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up. You should not drink and bake. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. Guys, a fucking asshole. Assholes. Dickheads. Come back. Slats. Bastards! One ugly motherfucker. What the hell are you? Who the fuck are you? Jesus, Marge! What the fuck? You blew my cover! He molested, murdered, and mutilated her. Cool. cool. Introducing Avada, Avada, Avada. This is Avada. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is. They're having sex with a woman and coming. Not just for babies. <laughs> when you grow up, you have to drink beer. Freeze in hell, bad man! You killed my father. Big mistake. You've just been erased. You are terminated. See you at the party, Richter! Freeze well! Your flight attendants are Susan and Lance. We're here to make your trip as comfortable as possible. Excuse me. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. You can't do that. Wrong. Here's what I call. And the governor gets you, call me. This green beret is gonna kick your big ass. I eat green berets for breakfast. Right now, I'm very hungry. I've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> you think this is the real Quaid? It is. You are not sending me to the cooler. I have my orders. Drop the gun! Yeah, that's right, drop the gun! Hey, I'm a police officer. This is an arrest. Freeze! Jeez. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. This man is under arrest. Cocaine. So who are you, man? Shit! I'm the party pooper. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you... You did! I lied. No sequel for you. I'll be back. 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 I'm back. Get down. 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 I'll put you down. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Hasta la vista, baby. Let off some steam, Bennett. Here is Sub-Zero! Now, Plane Zero! Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Come on, Cohagen, you got what you want. Give these people air. Do it! Do it! Come on, kill me, I'm here! Come on, do it now! Kill me! Cookies! Put that cookie down! Now! You want to fuck with me? You think you know bad, huh? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me! A choir boy! <laughs> <laughs>
You cold bladders bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! It's, it's, it's a, quite a strike a contrast between uh, Gold's Gym and Lou's back room wood paneled shithole. It looks like he should be playing fucking Atari. What's weird, because it looks like he... Lou Ferrigno looks like he's, uh, he's, he's practicing in his own basement. Wood paneled basement, because yeah. it's that tiny. But then there's like... Yeah, but you do have Eugene Merman. <laughs> <laughs> there's is this like a basement like is this has, has weightlifting been outlawed in new york so this is like some kind of weird yeah. like secret basement brothel like weightlifting gym that's like can only like facilitate like three guys weightlifting at the same time there's no windows or anything like that it's the weirdest thing but yeah gold's gym is like super bright sunlight they, they just happen to have women that you could use as weights to lift <laughs> like it's ridiculous yeah and the whole time, yeah, Lou Ferrigno's dad is just, like, just saying Lou Ferrigno dad stuff at him the whole time. Hey, yeah. the, the chicken crossed the road to become a champion. Are you the chicken that crossed <laughs> that road? And just, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I was expecting this... Oh, oh, wait a second. Is that, is that Arnold's penis in those nylon shorts? It sure is. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> now you doing? Ar Arnold, no. Oh, no. No. <laughs> We know you like to come, but I, do not come at the at the Golden Gym. I was expecting this movie to kind of make me want to like work out and maybe lift weights, but it didn't. No. I, I don't know if it it I, I I maybe it's because these dudes are so gross. I I feel like they're putting a ten thousand dollar paint job on a Dodge Omni. You know what? I I I would have maybe been tempted up until the part where they have to show the how they have to get slathered in baby oil before every <laughs> exhibition and like. Well, I mean, granted, you could always work out without having to become an you know ex exhibitionist. You know, yeah. like professional or amateur, like you don't have to go in front of a crowd, but like just and like that, that, that whatever fantasy you could have from being a professional bodybuilder as a result of this film was diminished by like well, how do I get oiled up? Ugh. This it, this movie, for the most part, aside from uh, Franco, who's moderately attractive, yeah. it's it really feels like a bunch of really ugly dudes who are trying to make their bodies as beautiful as possible yeah, because they can't control their faces. Yeah. Or the voices, or their hair falling out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm just kind of scanning through the film right now, and yeah, it's just a lot of training stuff because this is this guy yeah. actually kind of the meat it, of the film because it really is just like a lot of training montages between everybody. Yeah. And well, then Franco shows up again, and uh, fr like, uh, well, yeah, he explains where he came from. He's a, he's, he's Italian. Yeah. He's Frank, literally Franco-American. Um, mm -hmm. Stuff. It's it's. It's interesting how huge all these dudes are, and if you saw them in person, you'd probably be like, "God damn, that's that's a." I'm in awe at the size of that lad, yeah. but but movies and TV and everything since this have showed these kind of bodies. Mm -hmm. They've shoved them on us so much that these guys don't seem that well, huge. Even Schwarzenegger. They seem big, yeah. but it doesn't seem as crazy as it probably did in the '70s, where you first saw these guys and. And I mean, people were going to carnivals where they were playing calliope music to stand on their feet and cheer. <laughs> Man, well, again, I kind of wonder how much steroids may have actually impacted this too, because this presumably being the age before everyone was on steroids, presumably 
Uh, well, maybe not even specifically these guys, but just like, like, like I said, with professional wrestling and stuff, we're like the like the idea of what the um, like apex male body could look like it's got so warped because of drugs in the eighties that like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like this this. The, these guys may be as well. They are taking a lot, lots of dr like drugs and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I think our perceptions even got warped as a result of the eighties oh, no. and all this stuff. But yeah, I, I do love the Franco guy because he's essentially the size of Dylan, but <laughs> but he's like he's like he's like Schwarzenegger shrunk down to Dylan's size, where he's like five foot four. Um, and yeah, you see him like with his Italian family, and everyone's dressed like they're uh, fucking extra from Dracula because they've got like <laughs> fucking crazy hats. And oh, and they show him he's yeah. trying to help someone out, like get out of their parallel parking job by like lifting their fucking little shitty Italian. Ca Are Italian cars good or bad? I don't, I don't know. know. They're small enough that this. I don't guy think anything was up. good in the seventies. Yeah. I did notice there's a yellow car in the background, which looks, looks just like the yellow car from. Uh, the, the, the chase at the beginning of Cash Cagliostro. But anyway. Mm. But yeah, Franco, he's just doing stuff. He's really, his whole personality is I'm Italian and I'm short. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. And they're only establishing mm -hmm. him just to show who uh, Schwarzenegger standing on the podium next to at the end of the movie, really. Oh, and then his yeah. big moment, he gets, they oh, show him inflating a fucking water bottle on stage. Yeah, hot water yeah. bottle in front of a crowded square dance center. And with uh, one of the p people sitting up front stage is it's uh, fucking uh, 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 Ryan Gosling Hulkamania. No, I didn't notice yeah. that. He almost looks like he's like one of the judges <laughs> at whatever event that was. Yeah. Mm, who knows? But yeah, so Frank. Yeah, him and Arnold have a bromance. Oh yeah, because uh, I did. You can you can find a video of them like as old men going back to Gold's Gym and working out, and after watching this, it's very sad. Really? Aww. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I'm glad to see Cause they were actually, because like... they talk, because like after they introduce Franco, they do spend a lot of time like, you know, Schwarz them talking about how he and Schwarzenegger are buddies. Glad to see they weren't kidding about that part, though. Enough to embarrass yeah. themselves by coming back 40 years later to like, pretend to work out in front of a YouTube crew. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, and then it cuts back to Lou Ferrigno, who's like, exercising by himself and his dad is just saying shit at him. And just yeah, like, he's very excitable about yeah. it. Oh, this is like, yeah, this is his dad yelling him about posing. Oh, this is the thing where yeah. the dad's like, look at your arms, and you have to like look at your arms like they're fung hungry bowls of candy. And then you have to like stick your <laughs> leg out, and then Lou Ferrigno doesn't do that. And the dad's like, no, you gotta, uh, it's just a whole thing. And I'm assuming this pose that yeah. his dad is trying to get him to do is not a pose that you can do on stage, but his dad's just saying well, this shit they, just they do have, yeah. they do have free posing uh segments and go fucking like, crazy judging. with that shit don't do like this thing where you just look at your arms like they're filled with babies you want to eat but like <laughs> <laughs> like fucking stick your butt in the, out of the air and do something like, go crazy yeah yeah I mean, arnold talks about how uh, even if lou frigno is better than him he'll book a room for the two of them and by the next day he'll have talked him into losing that's how the oranges are good <laughs> and he's so proud of this he's, he's got such huge gap in his teeth and he's dressed like the 1970s and just looks like a, such a doof <laughs> yeah yeah again the stakes being so low i hate to say that because this is like an international competition but it's still just the personalities in this movie are just so ridiculous again it's very king of kong to me where yeah, it's just like just this, such a tiny insular community with such goofy personalities inhabiting it that just cracked me up. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, just waiting for Schwarzenegger to start talking about his, his fucking hot sauce bottling company that he inherited from his dad. <laughs> oh 
Yeah. So, and he also says he calls Franco, and uh, they're like, "Well, what do you think about Franco?" And he says, "Yeah, he calls Franco a child, oh, and that's he's his father, <laughs> and he will he will come to me for advices, and I'd say to me, all I have to do is give him the wrong advices." <laughs> You're a master manipulator, there, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah I th- th- so then I every- think that's the moment where I like I realized okay like he's uh, Schwarzenegger has gone from just being like a character in this movie to the Billy Mitchell villain in this movie. This is the, that's the moment that codified it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody goes to South Africa to compete. Yeah. And while there, uh, Lou Ferrigno poses with a cheetah that lifts baby oil off his thigh. I looked, Because of course it before does. Before we started watching this, I fired up a trailer for this movie, and that was the first thing that showed up in the trailer. And I was like, what the fuck is the... Like, <laughs> uh, especially I didn't recognize his Lou Ferrigno, so it was just like a tiger just listening this random naked guy's thigh. Well, not naked mm-hmm. guy, but guy's naked thigh. And I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. Yeah, so then a reporter dressed like Bert... <laughs> Uh, so many stripes. Gets told a story by Arnold about how he tricked some dude into screaming when he posed at a competition and it got him kicked out. And he's such a smarmy dick about That's the, what I'm saying, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I guess Schwarzenegger it's later. Like he could have just let guy let the guy lose, but no, you had to make him uh, be a again, fool the too. Billy Mitchell of it, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is this the? That's not the same party we were talking about. He like he killed his own dad, right? <laughs> no. He whispers in the, in, the, in the interviewers, I killed my dad and I loved it. That's why Schwarzenegger. No. I loved it. Yeah, uh, he, he he meets uh, Lou, uh, Lou's family for breakfast. He's eaten like four just eggs. Oh, yeah. And he uses his, his brain power to talk about how... Uh, how a month from now would have been perfect for you, Louis, but the posing isn't up right yet. And, but he's like, but now, by then he, I will catch up to you, so meanwhile, it's as well get yeah. this over with now. And how he called his mother yesterday to tell her she won already. <laughs> and he's doing this, he's like drinking this tea daintily with his one hand, which kind of cracked me up. But again, Schwarzenegger is so laid back into being such an effortless, effortless dick in these scenes, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually pretty amazing. Like yeah, I'm kind of surprised he did. He wasn't more consistently a villain after seeing this movie in his Hollywood career, because he's such a good asshole. And like, like yeah. Lou Ferrigno is kind of pulling. It's it's hard to tell because Lou Ferrigno at some parts seems to be legitimately laughing at Schwarzenegger's bullshit, and other times he seems to be kind of like barely putting up with it. So I'm kind of wondering what the relationship actually was. Lou Ferrigno is so insular in this movie because again, he doesn't want to talk that much. But yeah. it's it makes me yeah. I always wonder what his actual feelings about this was and the movie really doesn't get a chance to scratch that surface too much in fact yeah like yeah. i'm watching it right now and his dad's talking more than than ferrigno is but mm-hmm. and the judging happens before the crowds show that's up that's interesting actual competition which totally makes sense with the big guys and little guys yeah. equal, equal baby it. guys it'll baby guys under 200 pounds whittle whittle <laughs> they guys. put out this the muscle-bound children open the ceremony mm-hmm. <laughs> the hulkiest <laughs> of 12 year olds come out the top, the top two winners, in, or the top winners in each category, go on to compete against each other at the end. Yeah. To see who's the best flexor. And of course, all the characters who are falling all make it into the end thing. But yeah, this this part. Yeah. Of the- well, while well, dudes in the audience watching them pose are like, "Oh fuck, look at that guy." Yeah. Oh, We're in the part of the movie God, where there's not much. So good. There's not mm. much story. It mostly is just people oiled up dudes flexing in front of the cameras while everyone else is going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And Arnold poses with such a cocky look on his face while he talks over the scene about how he has no weak points yeah. and how his posing is just absolutely perfect. Wait till you see it. I do. 
he does admit like I had a couple weak points a couple of years ago, but I got rid of them. And that's mm -hmm. like at least he admitted that at least once having weak points. But yeah. Yeah. He he also tells a story about how he didn't go to his dad's funeral because he had to compete three months later. <laughs> Which that's the and, thing. and he was like, my, my dad was dead already. What was I gonna do? Comfort my mother? Come on, yeah. fuck that. Which I guess supposedly his story totally made up because I guess he his dad did die and he went out and visited like yeah, it's just yeah, just camera shit. Yeah. So again, I so wonder how much of this is actually Schwarzenegger versus Schwarzenegger just like saying random shit just to be as much of a douche as possible just just for the cameras. Which hey, this movie turned into a uh, this into a movie star, so I guess something worked. But God, so yeah. many and now comes up close seventies film. Oh God, the movie's just panning over Schwarzenegger's body like it's a fucking hungry dog looking at an oily hot dog it wants to chomp on. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Well, now comes the part of the movie where we watch greasy dudes pose for the remainder yeah, yeah, of the film. Yeah, this last 20 minutes of the movie is just mostly just, yeah, just pointing and greasy and... Literally greasy-ing, because yeah. everyone's dads are, like, greasing themselves up and stuff, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, they never get caught in a door... Like, two dudes try to fit through a doorway together, but they just... You just hear whoop, a high feet squeak right sound, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a dog being kicked, but it's just two bodybuilders trying to get through the same door. <laughs> Oh god! So uh, Franco wins the Tiny Man competition. He's uh, really I do upset like that they, Arnold. He doesn't realize until they've announced his win that they've changed the name to the, to the, to the, to the, to the Tiny Man competition. <laughs> I do like the part where Arnold is like Louis Louis Frito's working out. He's like blah, 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 yelling, and Arnold's like, hmm, "What did you say? Well, I thought you were talking to me. It's, it's supposed to be quiet in here. It's like a church." <laughs> I do like that he calls out his his annoying garbage yeah. sounds. Yeah, and I wonder out. how much of that is, like, a knowing jab at the fact that, like, again, he may be saying those sounds because he, you know, doesn't speak that often. Like, he's hard of hearing stuff. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do like the room, room where they're getting pumped. It looks like a church basement with, with the wood paneling Again, and the red carpet. Like, this world feels so small, even the places that they're doing, like, this international competition. Like, at the start of this competition, uh, presumably there's enough people there that they have to call everyone in by, like, country because like these guys go out in teams like even though these guys yeah. are competing against each other they're grouped together by country but yeah the place that they're practicing in again it's like someone's basement it's just yeah this not look very glamorous I do like how how ner visibly nervous Frigno gets before he has to go out there and flex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that makes him the underdog. That you, you, if anything, you're more sympathetic to him. Well, Schwarzenegger's like fucking, like he's literally. Well, he's he's an he's announced as the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. and he probably does have like the best body there and whatnot. But it's also kind of hard to feel like there's not some bias towards him winning, especially since he's been telling everybody it's his last competition yeah. year. Well, so that, that that's again not to keep on milking this but like the Billy Mitchell kind of, uh, uh, thing where like it even seems the organization itself is kind of biased towards Schwarzenegger a little bit just because he's like such a known entity that like like even if he didn't technically win you almost think they would go over bend over their backs back, bend over backwards a little bit to I don't know it's it's a little yeah well even when they announced him winning at the end they say the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger and that, even that's a little bit like Okay, come on, guys. Like, you know, you don't have to suck his dick that much. Jesus. At least, <laughs> yeah. at least pretend to be a little impartial about this shit. 
And, uh, yeah, yeah Schwarzenegger is literally third. fucking Ferrigno's mom while Ferrigno's trying to train. It's terrible. <laughs> it's like 78-year-old mom, and she's loving it, and she's drooling, panting, mm-hmm. barking like a dog, and Schwarzenegger smoking a cigar. Cigar. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's shocking that they put left that in there. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, this is the one thing that made the movie rated X, but it's famous now. Mm-hmm. Ferrigno wins third. Yeah, that's Some a Some French dude takes second. Yeah. And shocking everyone, the only one and only Arnold wins first. Yeah. And he looks so smug about it. And yeah. And it really is. Then Franco. Yeah, he's acting like it's a predetermined thing, and I guess it practically yeah. is. Yeah. Franco and Arnold have a pose-off as Lou's dad wipes baby oil God, off his sad Jesus son. Jesus Christ, yeah. Then <laughs> Arnold wins overall. What a shock. And then... He tells everyone he's retiring for the competition. And then after the, after the competition... He's, he's being so like, I'm going to... Uh, I'm not going to wait. I want to still keep competing. And being a heavyweight lifter will be a thing that's important to me for the rest of my life. And it smash cuts to him for like an hour later. Yeah, this next scene, that's the end of the movie. He's in... I guess it's like a celebration room. I don't know if they're in a hotel or what, but he's wearing a shirt that says Arnold is numero uno. He's smoking pot, <laughs> eating fried chicken. And I guess this is supposed to be Lou Ferrigno's birthday party at the exhibition, I guess? I don't know if it's his birthday party, According but they're like, to the hey, it's Lou's birthday, let's sing it That's supposed him. to be what this is, and like Schwarzenegger has become the star of Lou Ferrigno's own birthday party at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, hey, let's sing to him, and then they awkwardly sing to him, and they're like, speech, speech. He's like, I just want to eat my cake. And again, and that's because he's not much for speeches, because he's fucking Lou Ferrigno. And that's kind of yeah. the end of the movie. I mean, there's a little... Well, no, then... I mean, in terms of, go, like, yeah, you get one little bit they, on the bus, yeah. Yeah, there's a bus ride to the airport where Arnold talks to Lou about he's gonna come visit him, eat all his food, and fuck his sister. <laughs> and then Louie takes off his jacket, and the movie ends. Well, Louie takes off the jacket, and then, then Louie starts flexing, and the Schwarzenegger sees that he's flexing for the camera, and then he starts flexing. And they're both flexing, and the back of this moving bus, it's like the end of The Graduate. I've never seen The Graduate, but I've seen the ending parody enough to know that this could almost be a parody of it. And then the freeze frames, and that's the end of the movie. And what yeah. have we learned? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing except that weightlifters no. are goony motherfuckers, just like the rest of I us. Learned, I learned uh, that when trying to find out what happened to uh, Mr. Katz, I found this a beautiful piece of artwork that I'm sending you right now. No, don't do this to me. Yeah, it's an oil painting, Bill. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> this guy, he looks like he was, he looks like, who's the guy who went down the hill in the wheel? I can never remember his name. <laughs> Gary Busey. Like Gary Busey got stuck turning into a, an action figure in bed, and someone took a quick photo <laughs> mid transformation. Oh wow! Oh man! And that's yeah. that's that's that movie. That's pumping that iron. Pump iron. Yeah. Jesus Christ! That's that's an interesting pick. I'm glad we got to see it. That is actually way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be, even though it wasn't quite yeah, same here. the thing I thought. Well, I, I thought it was going to be a much more earnest, like, again, like Schwarzenegger off the boat thing, but it just turned out to yeah. be such a goony, like, that was entertaining. It was only 90 minutes long, but it was really, like, I'm glad we watched that. That was legitimately entertaining. Um, yeah. So the original idea for this documentary was to take actor Bud Court. Um, he was from Harold and Maude. I don't know if you've ever seen that. 
Um, Mm-mm. but I must back in the day he must have been like 20 years old or something like that. But they're gonna take this actor Bud Court and see if he could be turned from a normal guy into a competing level bodybuilder by training with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bud Court quickly realized what a bad idea this was going to be, and so he dropped out, leaving the production crew to focus their efforts on Schwarzenegger defending his Mr. Olympia title for the sixth and last time. Which, I guess, worked out for everyone involved. It's interesting that, like, even then, uh, just when Schwarzenegger was just going to be, like, this bit part in this documentary, just training their dude, like, they realized, okay, like, we could build a whole documentary just about this guy. Um, and that's, I guess that's what they did. And, uh... Yeah, just my, my notes mostly just about how this is considered more to be more of a docu uh, docudrama than a documentary, just because they kind of cheated enough stuff that like it, you know, they weren't just a fly on the wall; they were actually like like twisting things a little bit. Like I said, like try to make Lou Ferrigno look evil, even though he's obviously not. And uh, the yeah. production crew wound up running out of money, which helps explain why it took uh, two years for the movie to come out, you know, with it being filmed mm. in 1975 and not coming out until 77. Uh, with Schwarzenegger and Ferrigno helping out to promote the film so he could nail down the cash it needed to be finished and released, which is a pretty smart move on Schwarzenegger and Ferrigno's part, since, you know, this, this documentary eventually wound up making them both movie stars. Um, obviously, Schwarzenegger way more than Ferrigno, but... Um, I don't know what Frigno was ever in, other than The Incredible Hulk, which he must have gotten, like, a couple years, because I think The Hulk was, like, 78, 79, or something like that. Um, yeah. and, you know, of course, Schwar- Schwarzenegger just... Jesus. I can't remember, I wonder if Conan was the first thing he got after this, like, in terms of, like, uh, roles. When was Hercules in New York? Hercules? Oh, that's right, I forgot about that! That might be like 1979 or something like that. Actually, just look it up right now. Let's see. Why? Do you have a computer in front of you? No, I, I record uh, by phonograph these days. Ah, okay. Wait, Hercules in New York was 19. Wait, 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 wait. Might have been before you. Yeah. Hercules in New York yes. was 1969. Ooh, that's very old. Wow. See, okay, so maybe Hercules in New York is the documentary I'm looking for. Because that sounds like he would have been the age that I assumed he would have been in this. John Candy is a sailor? What? In Hercules in New York? He's yeah. uncredited as quote-unquote sailor, according to Wikipedia. Oh, James huh. Karen's in that. All right. Oh, man, I might actually have to check that out sometime. I don't know if that's podcast-worthy, but... Um, yeah, I hear it's pretty ridiculous. I would love to see that. Well, I'm, well actually, I was going to say Schwarzenegger's probably, actually probably dubbed. Um, yes, it was, and certain cuts of it is. Because I can't, sure. as, as, as thick as Schwarzenegger's accent was, I can't imagine what it was like when, when he was literally off the boat. He must have been like, ah, gah, ah, gah. he must have actually sounded like the impersonation everyone does of him more than actually yeah. how he sounds like, but... Yeah, that's not not much trivia about uh, Pumping Iron other than, yeah, just kind of fudge the details a little bit. But because they fudge the details a bit, it probably actually made it more of an entertaining film. And... Yeah. Yeah. That's that movie. Apparently there's a Pumping Iron 2, The Women. (laughs) That's just a great title. And I guess there's a third one called, like, Raw Iron, which is about the making of Pumping Iron, but still made by the same people. You know what documentary I want? What's that? I want a documentary about that aerobics <laughs> competition that you can find on YouTube with all the people dancing and all those leotards and unitards and shit. <laughs> we could do that someday. No, I want a documentary about that. I don't think there we is one. Make one. That'll be first part of the podcast. Part of podcast uh, films. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh my god. Perfect. Oh, Jesus, I feel worn out by talking about all like just 
That's the second time this morning that I've watched that documentary. And my eyeballs <laughs> are so filled with baby oil. <laughs> it's yeah. And like hot dog like tanned flesh. Just Yeah, but you you can crush so many things with your eyeballs now because they're so oh strong. Oh god, like my eyeballs got like super veins on them now and are all like squiggly like all hulk apostomaniate out my eyeballs. Oh Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what are we gonna do next time? I don't know. That's your I don't know. Oh, I think the next episode we're gonna record is uh, we're probably gonna end up recording on Oscar Sunday. And considering mm-hmm. how many musical biopics are up for an Oscar this year, we've got like Stars Born, uh, uh, fucking whatever this the fucking Queen shit is, the Bohemian Rhapsody. They all sound terrible. Mm. Um, I thought I would cover our first musical biography film. Uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast, if that's okay with you. Well, I don't know what it is yet. We're gonna talk, we're, we're gonna talk about, I've never, I'd, I haven't heard any of his records yet, but, uh, Dewey Cox has a movie about him. Oh, I see. Called Walk Hard. Yeah. Is it yeah. called Walk Hard? Walk Hard. Yep, Walk Have Hard. Have you seen Dewey it? Cox is it good? Story. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll find out next week then. Yeah, and time for the Oscars. Yeah, I had some multiple ideas, but I couldn't settle on anything particular, and so... Assuming a, a, a musical biopic wins the Oscars, that seems to be kind of vaguely timed. Who, I'm not too worried about the Oscars, but yeah, everything I've heard about, what? Uh, especially Bohemian Rhapsody, sounds like that that movie is made up as as Pumping Iron was. So, um, but yeah, that's that's. Have you seen a lot of mu- musical biographies? I don't think so. Because I know that movie's supposed to be a really funny send up of that stuff. So if you haven't seen a lot of that stuff, maybe a lot of the jokes are going to bounce off you. I don't know. I guess we'll f- I've guess i only heard about this movie in passing. I, there's like two or three people I've met in my life who are like, my God, Dewey Cox story, Walk Hard, is like the best movie ever. And I remember when the movie came out, the trailers looked pretty good, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like the right time to, to hit that shit up. Hit that shit up? Have you ever seen Top Secret? Yes. Is that good? Hey, your mileage may vary. <laughs> Okay, because that was that was my I thought it was, that was my I, other choice. I thought it was very funny when I was a kid. See, then that's the thing, like, and also like times change, and yeah, and yeah. I know that's the airplane. Val Kilmer is very pretty in it. He is. Yes, he's very young and very pretty. Yeah. Um. Remember... It's also a weird movie where like there's an entire basically second version of it for the TV edit. Oh, why? Is there that much stuff they had to cut out and replace with TV safe stuff? Yeah. Wow. There's like whole scenes that like they won't show huh. on TV that they show in the, the the actual things. So like you'll see scenes in the TV edit that aren't in the theatrical. I might have release. to check to see if there's like a Blu-ray release of that it actually has like all that edit stuff. Because if it's that like that that many changes, because I know like stuff like Star Trek Two has enough different stuff in the TV edit that like people have actually clamored for like the TV edit of Star Trek Two to come out. Um, oh, people are clamoring Clamor, for it. They want to see the scene where Scotty comes up to the bridge and explains how the dead kid in his arms is his nephew and his sister's oldest <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, the Walk Hard yeah. Tuck Cock story will hopefully be our next uh, episode. Um, yeah. Pumping Iron Man. There's nothing funny to say about it. It's just kind of sad and greasy. But I had a good time <laughs> with it. Which makes it sound yeah, like it was I was way on more the worst date ever. I, thought it was. I, was, I will say, yeah. it was. Uh, I watched a little bit of my wife to get a lady perspective on it, and she said, "You gross a lot." Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, like, are, are the either women lie, 
about being <laughs> either lie about not being turned on by hot dog men or really like like I think there's a point where it just gets too big. I think like yeah. Chris Hemsworth is like the upper limit of where it is. Yeah, because I know some women. I've been surprised at the number of women who I've seen go like even supposedly queer women. I've seen like see a kind of like a buff dude and go, mm, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Really?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, there's still the biological imperative. Sometimes you just want to get a baby fucked into you by a, a monster mountain." What they don't maybe just say that and <laughs> say it like that, but but then. Well, I also I also think it ha- it, it doesn't help that these are not attractive men. <laughs> That's the thing. From the neck up, they look like melted <laughs> Masters of the Universe toys. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Not that He-Man himself was. Also, congratulations on brainwashing your kid into enjoying uh, the He-Man meme this week. I saw that that go up on live on Twitter. <laughs> oh my God! It's not Did brainwashing. You, you just gotta see it once and you enjoy you just it. Watch the video. Yeah. yeah, I didn't make him. I, I turned it on I mean. and he like, watched it. Well, at that point, you just put it on the TV and kid will watch it. He gives a shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, oh I guess I, well, I guess the hot dog men. I guess that's kind of like you know the ladies with the giant fake tits. And like you know all the liposuction and stuff like the, like, I guess that's the, the 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 lady equivalent of that, where it's like I I, I could appreciate the big boobs, but I don't don't need big plastic beach balls. Yeah, there's a certain yeah. point where it becomes a cartoon, and you realize these people are fucking up their own bodies. It's no longer organically attractive. It's just like so. I'm surprised all those guys are still alive too, because I was like looking through the cast list. It's like, okay, which one of these guys died of a steroid overdose trying to, like, trying to reattain their, their, like, mid-70s peak in, like, 1992? No, they're all still alive. Like, I'm really shocked. It was also nice that this was, like, probably a couple years before just everybody just started getting those gross brown tans to compete with. Oh, yeah. (laughs) More people cooking themselves into skin cancer. That's the yeah. thing, because everyone at least is still like again, it's like these these guys are hulked out, but they seem to be relatively organically hulked out at least. Yeah, uh, even if they are more like, or less. More or less, I'm sure like there's some fuddy duddy going on, but yeah, so some fuddy duddy. Anyway, but yeah, so yeah, that's top of iron, I guess. Tardypodcast.com. Tardypodcast.com Tardypodcast on Twitter Baby's Mudder on Twitter I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter It's all out of order It's all mixed up Yeah, it's crazy It's crazy nuts go nuts Find us on Discord Where you can yell at us About how stupid we are For not thinking these are the peak Of human evolution Oh shit, we should have told people Because like Someone on Twitter had the good idea Of like we'd go on Discord And say hey guys We're about to record this week's episode Why don't you give us like Hints and tips like Nintendo Power tips and strategies. Uh, do we know people? Are people listeners? Do they care about Dewey Cox? Maybe we can do that next week. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. If you got something to say about Dewey Cox, go shout it on the Discord, which you could find a link on Yell Twitter. Yell us down. Has anyone actually chatted in the Discord this week? Let's see. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Because oh, yeah. we didn't post an episode this oh, week. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. This shit was crazy because it snowed and no everything. We're off on our game. Yeah, we got slightly snowed in. And also, there was other stuff. I, I do, do Daniel had a performance thing he had to do, and mm-hmm. yeah, there was. Uh, man, is that like the slow, only like the second week we've ever had to miss? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. I have to admit, it, it was kind of nice taking a break, but I'm also glad to be back at the same time. Like it was, it was yeah. weird going like, oh my god, I don't have to record this week like at all. That's kind of spooky. 
And so I'm kind of yeah. glad to be back in the mix. I feel like a normal human being again, a real life boy. Oh, finally, can shout into the <laughs> void once more. Yeah, so three people can hear me go, Ah! Schwarzenegger looks like a hot dog! Muscles! Schwarzenegger doesn't seem to have a large penis for such a large man! <laughs> I'm always surprised! Because all those dudes, you think they would have... Like, can you... Well, why do you think they're getting jacked? Can you work out your penis? No! There's gotta be some muscles in the penis, right? No. Because it's not just... There's no bones, and it can't just be fat and skin. Because then... Oh, Wait, there's no bones? That That's what I... I keep on... Then why do they call it a bone? I've dropped enough things on my penis. I would have shattered it by now if there was a bone in there. Mmm. <laughs> it got stuck in two car doors. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's gotta be a thing where you can, because I know they have penis pumps, but that's not like, that's just artificially inflating the flesh. There's gotta yeah. be dick works workouts, right? No, because if there was, don't you think people would do that that's, all the time, every day, all day? Mm, something must have happened where someone must have, There's, but there's gotta be, like, because how can you have a boner? Well, I guess it's all blood coming to your dick, and that's yes. what makes it bigger. It's not like muscles pulling it up. Okay. No. But then, what's, oh, I don't know. I am always, you know, I used to think that you just didn't know anything about Lady Anatomy from the stuff you talked about on Boy Howdy. Yeah. But then, but now I realize you just don't know anything about anatomy in general. <laughs> I'm hellbent. Uh, that's my new mission in life is to get hellbent is make my dick move voluntarily without touching it. Mm. I'm gonna make it do a little dance. I'm gonna do like the Terry Crews Peck dance, but with my dick. And all I have to do is make it do do a one-two step, but just once, and that's and you I'll be, be happy. You'll become a YouTube sensation. Yeah, that's so weird. Cause, hmm, there's gotta be. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not even saying there has to be a muscle running through the dick, but there's gotta be mm. attached. Like even at the base of the dick, well, there's there, gotta be some kind of muscle the... base that you could use to tweak things with if you could train it well enough from starting at birth. I mean, you can do kegels and stuff with the, what is it, the vast difference? Yeah, that's kind of shit I'm talking about. But that's, that. okay. I get, there are muscles inside you. I mean, my, but nothing in the wieners. My butthole muscles are like, man, I can break off a fucking, like, a stick in half with my butthole. But that's what I'm wondering. Why can't everything in there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. If anyone at home that, is that dead luck training their dick dick muscles let me know give me some tips i'm i'm gonna print off this uh beautiful drawing of arnold schwarzenegger and just start leaving it in random places around the house to scare my <laughs> wife that's a good idea i'm gonna go put a paperback <laughs> on my dick and look up the most insane porn i can find online and see if i can't like do some dick push-ups and then i'm gonna go do pull-ups while screaming arnold <laughs> just to confuse everyone that's in the house Oh, your kid's gonna grow up really well adjusted. Hell yeah, the you got me as a dad. My dad's screaming Arnold while flailing on the weights in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, okay. Uh, so next time, just walk hard to do a cop story. So, hold on. Enjoy your whole pop culture and listen to these. Bill, take us out with these beautiful gay sounds of men. Help me die. Oh, that's right, you guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so long. That was enjoy. beautiful. <laughs> Like we're at the beach. Oh no, we're walking down the beach. I just stumbled upon a patch, a patch of naked oily men just sleeping on the beach in a bit of fucking grizzly bear. I tripped and slipped on them like a slip and slide. Oh, it's so bumpy. Oh, Mr. Bean over here from all these green naked men. <laughs> okay, take care, guys. Alright, boy. Come on.
Mm. Oh, these cookies! Put that cookie down! Now!